You know what would be terrible to have be guests on this segment before the podcast? Mummies. Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we are the harassed. I'm sorry, we're talking about episode 1012, The Harassed. <laughs> Flame beacon, warning of impending danger. Flame beacon. There's a beacon and it's lighting up oh. on the thing. Okay, I did not know why you were singing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, no one listening to this is going to know why you're singing that thing. Some people might know. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Because there's a beacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's telling us about the impending danger of this episode. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a weirdly long episode. Oh, it felt it's weirdly 23 long. 23 so... minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, weird. I don't know why it's so long, unless for some reason there's a difference between the version that is somehow when I watch on the PS4 versus like when I watch on a computer. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sure it's the same. All right, so uh, writer of this episode is Chris Marcel, who, uh, you know, like I feel like I have some very strong feelings about Chris Marcel episodes, but also I think our rating doesn't match that somehow. Well, he, I thought he wrote like a couple of good episodes. He did recently. He did. He because he wrote. Okay, so first Sam Johnson and Chris Marcel together mm-hmm. wrote Radio Wars. Mm-hmm. So Carlos and the Chicken. Which I got to say, Diane and I were taking notes separately, but writing messages to each other while we were taking them. And Diana guessed halfway through. She was just like, "Is this the Carlos and the Chicken guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yep." Uh, but yeah, he wrote that. Um. Word, word, word. Uh, but then also just wrote so. But he also wrote the one uh, with the with the butler, like they wrote the one mm-hmm, with the butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wrote proxy prexy, so the one where Martin's the president, like the um, mm-hmm. that one was good. Yeah. Um, if it isn't obvious, this one is not that. This one feels extremely dated and bad and bad and and just I hate it. I hate it. I'm just gonna say right from the beginning. Hated it. I want to say that I'm pretty sure my school had a sexual harassment thing. Mm-hmm. People came in, but I wasn't there at school that day. But some people went out and like bought a cake for it. That's a like happy <laughs> sexual harassment day. <laughs> okay, interesting. I guess to make fun of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, Which I think is in a similar vein to this episode. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, okay. And so that would have probably been in like 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because like, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, So this is when it was a really hot topic. Yeah. People talked a lot about sexual harassment. And guess what? Now, finally, we have the Me Too mm-hmm. where people are like, no, really, this is a lot worse than people were even talking about. This is like such a thing. Yeah. Okay. So I think from the beginning, I I think we got to say what we were talking about related to this episode, which is like, we're probably not going to do our usual recap of this one because there's so much of it that I just don't want to actually talk about out loud. Just like, ah, like I don't want to like go through step by step all of the elements of this that are unpleasant. It's just Kenny was okay in this episode. Kenny was okay in this he episode. He was mostly okay. Well, well no, he wasn't. Actually, no. nope. never mind. No, he wasn't. No, no one was okay in this episode. No one was okay. No, in no, someone was okay. Was Niles okay? Not okay. Niles, okay. Niles and Daphne look at Martin when Martin makes that terrible comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Yep. Early on mm-hmm. about protesters, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, you know what? This feels, watching this today feels like 
what people thought was the funny way to talk about sexual harassment stuff in the workplace in 2003. Like, this feels like a very specific time frame where places were having sexual harassment, like, training, and comedians and writers and such thought they knew how to make like write comedy about it and this is it it just feels like a time period in of comedy that like like a time capsule essentially of like what this thing was and it really doesn't work now no it really doesn't it's terrible now like i I hated every almost everything about it so let's okay. try to be positive. Let's talk about things that we... Okay, I want to talk about Julia Wilcox, which is mm-hmm. the whole kind of the person that this whole episode's about. Right. What do you think about this character? Because she has that like Dr. Nora kind of oh, yeah, yeah. thing mm-hmm. going on. She does. And um, But we see this kind of moment at the end mm-hmm. where Frazier's once again giving unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. which she calls him out on. Right. Uh. But it's like, hey, you know, maybe you're, you know, being all garden and weird because you don't know how to, like, fit in and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out your place again. Yeah. And obviously this resonates with her in some way because she asks him out for, like, coffee and tries to be friendly with mm-hmm. him. And I think, like, it ends well in a way that is could have been a lot worse. All right. So here's my thinking on this. So Felicity Huffman, who plays Julia Wilcox in this plays a very similar type of character in Sports Night, which also Chris Marshall wrote episodes of Sports Night. And like, I kind of want to go back because like, I remember liking Sports Night at the time. But the difference is like she in that was able to play this sort of like no nonsense, like get to the point I'm going to we're just going to do the thing that needs to happen. And like, you know, like was like kind of harsh. Uh, the, But the character wasn't as like it wasn't just that. Like there well, was a, there I wouldn't was a, say that that this character's no nonsense like that's what is maybe she's trying to do but she right. is just rude right that's what like I mean. you know like, like she calls Roz like Rizzo yeah that, which that, is kind of funny but but that's what I'm trying to say is that like it's a similar feeling in a way that doesn't only feel rude it mostly just feels like it feels tough instead of mean in mm. sports night mm-hmm. and this it just feels unnecessarily mean well we do have this like um observation from Roz mm-hmm. about how she's the kind of person that he finds attractive. Uh-huh. But that's also saying something about Roz too. Because oh. because they slept together. Right. And I, then if yeah. you actually think back of it's kind of true. And this idea, I don't like it because we never when we call okay, I don't know. I don't I you're just gonna have to bleep it out. No, I guess they say it on the show, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like when we call women bitches, it is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but it means like sort of like a it means sort of like you're acting like a man almost. <laughs> yeah. But like if you call a man a bitch, they're acting whiny, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. But it's just like we could do a whole. We could like. But I mean, like think about. But I really, I think that talks about the strength and like confidence of the women that Frazier seems attracted to. Mm-hmm. 
And it's true. Like, he likes, like, confident, ambitious, Mm -hmm. motivated women. And, yeah, she fits that. She totally seems like someone he would be interested in. Now, it's funny. I think the part that's funny about this is that they have this argument. We've seen this so many times on, like, TV, where, Uh like, these two people have this argument and they hate each other. I will say, this is my... What you're about to describe, one of my, the one things I actually like about this episode, but go on. Well, uh, I mean, you don't know what I'm about to s- describe. They're having this like argument and it's like building and building. You think the sexual tension's building up mm-hmm. and then he's just like, I, are you as turned on as me? And she's just like, no, gross. Right. No, I hate you. Uh-huh. And I love that because that is so not the answer that you're expecting in the scene. So that is actually plays out pretty funny. Right. Because that actually happened in in season three because it was the same thing with the uh, the other station manager, you know, where they had the same thing where they were fighting and fighting. Dirty girl. Dirty girl. Yeah. And then (laughs) they were having sex. And it's like, I hate that trope. I've always hated that trope. And so I'm really glad that. It didn't play out that way. Also, a little side note, I just want to point out when I said, I know where you're going with this and I really like this part and you were like, you don't know where I'm going. I did. That's literally the thing I was responding to was that I really liked that that happened. Okay, well, what happened if I had said something else? Then I would have admitted that I was wrong. But okay, well here we, yeah. here we go. Here we go. But no, I I was I was actually like happy that he she was actually just like like horrified that this like this guy that she's like insulting and who's insulting her and then what like just was like are you turned on right now that she was just like oh what no ah. like yeah that's the correct reaction here okay um i do like julia hearing the you know, Roz is reading julia's book and i do like that one chapter that she calls out, but like how to sell your home and started dot com. Uh huh. Because remember, like people really, there was that whole dot com crash, yeah. which I don't even yeah. understand what was happening. Like, how are people even making money on the internet then? So, okay, I will say this is part of a, a running thing that mm-hmm. I wrote in this. So, do you remember what one of my biggest issues with the episode Road Warrior was? If you'll say Road Warrior correctly. <laughs> Well, it's that all the Austin Powers jokes made yes. the episodes feel extremely yes. dated. Yes. So in this, we have that <laughs> the cat's going nuts on a toy. So if that's if you're hearing a sound in the background, that's what this is. The character wrote a book about like day trade your way out of debt, yeah. um, which was a very specific thing where a bunch of people lost a lot of money doing day trading in this particular time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, a lot of people lost money. By putting all their money into like dot com stocks, mm-hmm. and then this is also when Martha Stewart had gone to prison because mm-hmm. of like the, the so it's like there's all these really dated references in this episode that mm-hmm. are like not not even talking about the joke like the or the thing I was saying about the the it being a sexual harassment comedy thing that mm-hmm. feels very dated. It's like. I could almost tell you like what week this came out based on the types of jokes that are being made in this. It's like it's such a very specific grouping of jokes about the stock market that happened here. I do. Okay. Even though I hate it, I do think that um, 
Perry Gilpin seems to be getting very much into this like weird argument with Kenny about yeah. the differences between men and women. Yeah. Like they seem like they're both like having fun in like a really fun way. Yeah. I don't like that argument because it, it's just like one Kenny saying that to me I think there's a huge difference between Kenny saying that stuff because we've seen Kenny like cheat on his wife and mm-hmm. he's having that weird affair with like Rod not affair well they weren't divorced then were no they he was separated divorced. yeah so like or but she was like maybe. much younger and mm-hmm. like it just like ah, Kenny yeah. just like nothing you say I can't believe anything you say because your like reality is like skewed because you're like mm-hmm. I'm going through a crisis and you need to go to Niles and talk it out. Like right. you're just like no, you need to be in a group. Yeah, you got to go to a group session. Yeah, but like Roz, mm-hmm. like we know that she's had like bad relationships and ups and downs. But if anyone knows anything about dating, it's Roz. Yeah, and so like. I'm, I'm uh, you know like we know mm-hmm. yeah like we've seen how bad it's funny because i feel like in the show it's just like wow men are bad mm-hmm. in the show well i mean yeah. bulldog and all these things yeah it's just not to say like none of these people have any redeeming qualities it's kind of funny i was thinking about how all the women in the show are like really strong mm-hmm. sort of women archetypes and then we get like Frazier, who's like this rage monster, but then we have Niles, who's sort of like not that, mm-hmm. but he's like this. Cre- he's kind of creepy. A bit. <laughs> he is, yep. Uh, but you know, he's more gentle. There's like a more gentle shyness to him mm-hmm. that is like many creeps. Okay, <laughs> and then we have Noel, also creepy. Yep, yep. Bulldog. Well, uh huh. I I don't know. Like it's really weird. Yeah. I will say, okay, one thing I thought was weird related to those characters is like... like, What characters? Kenny and Roz? No, sorry. Noel and Bulldog, who you just brought up. uh, Is like, there's a point like after the argument and the like, the thing that triggers the sexual harassment thing. Yeah. um, Where Frazier is approaching a bunch of people and like everyone's turning away in disgust and Noel doesn't. And I was, and I'm just like, how is it... That they need to have a sexual oh, harassment. Oh, you mean when Frazier's in the studio and saying yeah. like "Hi, guys," and then yeah. everyone's mad because they had to go in the sexual harassment training, yeah. which is but I'm just silly. Like, like a yes, Frazier, absolutely, what he did is sexual harassment, and like to like to eleven, like that absolutely is not yes. an acceptable thing to say. But also, how has this not already happened because of Noel or Bulldog? Like, if this is already a, a this is a chronic because issue. Because people have to report it. True, but and we've th- seen this mostly happen to Roz, who mostly brushes it off and mm-hmm. handles it in her own way. Which, which I mean, I don't know. There's a lot to be said about that. Which all has. Th- at the patriarchy. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. that's that's all I can say. And this is getting like way too political, but it's hard not to be political about this kind of thing because I just don't think sexual harassment is funny. It's just yeah. not funny. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you can't make a funny episode about a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Uh-huh. But like everything Frazier was saying was so things that people that do bad things say. Yeah. I'm not a bad person in this. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, well, here's all the emails where you said inappropriate things and you're slipping into people's DMs and they have the screen caps. And like, right. yeah, those same people say the same things. Yeah. And I, is a milkshake duck. Uh, what? Do you not know about milkshake duck? 
No. Oh. <laughs> uh, <it's laughs> That's like the weirdest thing you could possibly have said. Okay, milkshake duck is basically a way. It's a it's a shorthand term. It, so there was this tweet that was basically like. Man, the whole internet's talking about Milkshake Duck. Three days later, turns out Milkshake Duck is a racist. And, like, it was basically, like, referring to these people who, the people who, like, you just found out that they exist and they have a billion followers. And mm -hmm. then the next thing you know about them is that they some... said some terrible racist thing or, or like like, uh, you know, sexually assaulted somebody or did some other terrible thing. And it's like... So basically, when whenever somebody who it basically is like kind of an internet darling turns out to be terrible in that way, they're a milkshake duck. Mm. And so uh, I forget that's a thing that not everybody knows. Well, but. okay. So we have the scene when they're in the like sexual harassment meeting. Mm -hmm. I think Bulldog is doing such a good job of actually being like mm -hmm. appropriate. Yeah. And and I know that's the joke because he's like, I've been to a lot of these. And it's just like, ha ha, mm -hmm. no. Um, yeah. But like, that is appropriate. That is the appropriate behavior. Yeah. I will say, okay, here's the thing I found kind of funny is I realized like when he was acting the way you're supposed to act based on the sexual harassment training, his voice didn't sound right. And, yes! and I realized, you know what it is? This is just Dan Butler being Dan Butler. This is just what he sounds like when he's just talking. Oh, really? Yeah, this is him basically not playing Bulldog. And so by not playing Bulldog, he sounded like a nice guy who just can say nice things to people. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, no, that's why it sounds um, really natural, actually, because it just was. Also, I want to point out uh, the guy running the sexual harassment class. Van Andrews? Van, yep. What a good name. It's a good name. The funny thing is, he's this is Mike Judge. Okay. The guy who created like Beavis and Butthead and, and Office King, Space and such and King of the Hill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically playing the character he plays in the movie Office Space. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, so that's the joke then. Well, and what I mean is he's not it's not the same person. What I mean mm -hmm. is it's the same like the same voice, the same mm -hmm. personality, like That's the same sort of like, you know, tilt head slightly tilted to the side. Sounds kind of flary and weak and talking like this. And I'm, I just want to, I'm trying to assert myself, but I don't know how. And so I just, like, it's the same character. Well, I want to say, like, it was talking about, like, a gender, a gender neutral, like, office mm -hmm. space. Right. Which, I don't know, maybe we should do a content warning for this entire episode. But, like, I, I just, like, yes. Like, it, mm -hmm. that sounds good. Yeah. I just went to a Tegan and Sarah concert. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, because it's Tegan and Sarah, uh, like, everyone there is gay. Or, <laughs> like, uh, almost right. everyone. Not everyone, but everyone. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, very, like, LGBTQ plus friendly. Right show right and so they made what they did was of course most places have gendered bathrooms so they mm -hmm. made they covered this the bathrooms and they made them gender neutral which is cool because more bathrooms then right. and you know it's just like that's nice mm -hmm. it's nice and everyone people that want like a gender neutral inclusive space mm -hmm. it 
does feel safe. Yeah. And I don't know why you're not people that are like for that. Like it's it's people you feel comfortable. Mm hmm. I think it's funny. I feel like this. I was like one of the nicest concerts I've ever went to. And like everyone around you, everyone around us was like nice. Mm -hmm. And it was just a good time. We're all like singing songs and laughing. It was just great. Mm -hmm. It was just a wonderful show. Yeah. I I wasn't there, but it seems like it would have been. It seems like it was. Yeah. So, yeah. The, I will say, I feel like the way this episode used the term gender neutral is not how people use that term today. Yes, I agree. Like, yeah. I don't, it's like, I feel like that's a term that was used by somebody who heard it and has no idea what it meant and was just like, this is, that, that's what they, that's what all these sexual harassment seminars want, right? They just want a gender neutral workplace. We'll I mean, that's not that. really what you just want people to. No, I know. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the writer. Yeah. I feel like he heard that term and was just like, yeah, that's what they're I all. Probably meant. Yeah, it's probably different. Meant yeah. something different then. Yeah. Or um, it didn't, and he just literally didn't know what it meant. Um. Oh, I do like. Okay, let's talk about some things that we like because I feel like we talked about everything yeah. else that we yeah, don't yeah. like. Yeah. Um. Or just in general yeah. aspects of why this episode is troublesome. So we find out that Niles is seeing like patients at his house because mm -hmm. he's having work done. There's like work happening yeah, in his he, office, and he, he has bought a the dermatologist office next yeah, door. Yeah, and what and is he? What was that allergy he has? The like oh, his spackle allergy, spackle allergy. Uh -huh. Yeah. So he's seeing all the like patients at home, mm -hmm. and um, so we have the delightful scene. Uh, there's a doctor in the house. Mm -hmm. And who is this patient, Dave? <laughs> the patient is Paul F. Tompkins. Which who, it made me very happy to see Steve. Paul. F. Steve, yeah. Well, first it made me sad because I was like, "Oh, they brought Paul F. Tompkins into this episode. Like, if he's going to be in an episode, why does it have to be this?" But then it turned out to actually be in a, a fun, enjoyable scene that made so me. So I really love that Steve is like, "Oh, you should come to my house next week." Now that we're going to each other's houses, <laughs> right? Which is just like so funny. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, of course, this is exactly why I think people don't work at home. Mm -hmm. Is you know, like. We have the person going in asking him a question, and then the wife, real like Daphne, his wife. But I was like meaning like a general wife spouse. Right, yeah, yeah. But like Daphne runs in there and she apologizes, and she's like asking him questions, and then the phone rings, and then mm -hmm. we hear like the answering machine. Yeah, yeah. And I love like how Steve is like super into the answering machine. Yes, yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I never thought about how you have a bathroom <laughs> right. and a wife, right, right, and an answering machine song yeah. and. And, the, yeah. and it's funny yeah. because I think people do think about, you know, like when you go see somebody for a service, right? right? Like whatever that service is, like maybe it's just a cashier or like the person cutting your hair mm -hmm. or something like you don't think of them as like having a life outside of this right. like tiny bubble where you see them. Right. And I think this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like that whole thing about how it be, it's weird when you see a teacher outside, you know, it's like. No, you you exist there. You exist in one place. Yeah, they just live in the school. They like <laughs> right. sleep That's on their desk. Feels like, uh, but yeah, I will say you cut. You had mentioned it, but yeah, I think my favorite thing in this scene, and it's such a little thing, but it's when the uh, when the answering machine is playing mm -hmm. because they're like it's it's a message of like. Daphne and I was like singing mm -hmm. uh, their message and I really like that Steve kind of does a little hand gesture of like a little you know it's hard to imitate but it's like a happy little like gesture going along with the music showing mm -hmm. him his like sort of 
enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. It's very like like genuine happiness of, of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I just I do really like that part. Like I also would not want my therapist to come to my house because then they would be like, <laughs> I understand why you're in therapy. <laughs> I have seen your house and we had to go through that maze of newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So realistically, though, you say that, but do you really not? I feel like... Okay, I meant like a therapist in general, Okay, not necessarily the therapist I've been saying. Right. But... Because, yeah, like, I feel like that's the thing, though. I feel like Steve here kind of just wants to be pals. Mm-hmm. Well, and... yeah, but maybe Steve needs... This is part of maybe his yeah. part of his problem. Oh, we do find out that he's scared of refrigerators. <laughs> yes. But I like that... I kind of like that Niles says it and he kind of freaks him out, but it's almost like that probably is part of his therapy. Yeah. To be like, oh, you're to, you should try to be comfortable around this word because it's a common word that mm-hmm. you hear, maybe like an exposure therapy. I don't know. Right. So that's kind of interesting. And I know it's like supposed to be funny, but people have irrational fears of things that they, you know, it's irrational. You, yeah. It can, it's, it's a thing. We don't know. Right. That's how anxiety works. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's funny when I mentioned, so when we were messaging each other while taking these notes, I mentioned Paul F. Tompkins being in this episode and Diana got past the scene or like to it or whatever. And you didn't know who it was that was in it. Like, he didn't have a mustache. And and I realized you didn't know who it was because this is at that time when I was way too into stand up comedy. So like, oh, yeah. I know Paul F. Tompkins from this era when as a stand up comedian. I met Dave. He <laughs> talked to me nonstop about Comedy Central and comedy and everything oh, all the time. I was like, I loved Paul F. Tompkins when this came out and i feel like he's in this because people didn't know who paul Tompkins was at the time he was like getting part this was part of him yeah well, when no- does jim gaffigan show up in the show <laughs> i don't know but it's sort of like how uh, zoe deschanel is like in in yeah. the show when people didn't really know who she was yeah. uh and um yeah, it, it, so I know Paul F. Tom. I know this look. Because, like, now he's, you know, he wears very nice suits and he's got a mustache and he's got a whole, like, a whole, he's got a look. He's got a very specific look. Mm-hmm. And people know, when people who know him now know him as looking this way. When you find out he's got a suit based on the suit that the mayor wears in Jaws, you go, yeah. I get it. You got a custom made suit with the anchors from like like the mayor and Jaws. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. But does it surprise you? I don't know anything about oh. him. He does seem eccentric. Yeah. Um. And so, but like, what? Okay. If what replica movie thing would you do outfit if you could? Uh, or it could be a music video or Lilu from The Fifth Element. You would wear that. <laughs> All right. <fine. laughs> Okay, so another thing that I want to bring up that I really like is... Wait, Mar- what's yours? The, another thing that I'd like to bring up. <laughs> I don't know what mine is in, in all honesty. What? You can think of one? Okay. Oh, uh, in... Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I forgot her name. How did I... Oh, my God. I can't forgot. I can't believe I forgot it. Okay. Give me the movie. Beetlejuice. Lydia? Yeah, I You forgot. forgot Lydia Dietz? Yeah. Okay, the funny thing is, literally, that's what it's in my head. That's what I was thinking. Like, was like the one, like, at the end where it's, it's kind of sad, but, you know, she's, like, writing the letter. Uh-huh. And she's just that weird lace outfit with the, like, thing. With the veil. Yeah, it's like her mm-hmm. death shroud. It was literally that outfit 
was the one that I was yeah, thinking of. That's the one I would make. All right. <laughs> Surprise. I was actually going to say Clementine from Eternal Sunshine, because, just to be funny. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say, uh, I thought alternately you might say um, uh, uh, Thora Birch and Ghost World, to which my answer would have been like, you can't choose someone you already dress like. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my other really, my favorite thing is like when Niles and Fraser come home from the wine expo mm-hmm. and they talk about how they ran into a fan and then, <laughs> yes. and then Martin's just like, oh, that's smart. And yeah. then he, he starts the story again and he, he, he's just like, oh, you got to be careful. I don't remember uh-huh. even when he yeah, said yeah. it, but he makes like, another he like the fan joke. joke twice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it was just really, I mean, it was a dad joke. Right. But and like, it was, that was enjoyable. And, and, but and, I also love that he's like, every year you make this joke. Like, you mm-hmm. always make this right. joke. And right. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we'll talk about the end scene. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the we kind of hit on it. Like, I guess the last, like, important thing is just Fraser just being like, look, this bad thing happened. But, but like, he talking- didn't really apologize. No. I think this was less about him apologizing and more about him, like, it blaming was, her he was for more being like, a jerk. You're you're a jerk and you need to get over yourself. Yeah. And it's like and um, the thing is so like, were you, Frage. Right, right. So the point I wanted to bring up is like that it doesn't excuse what he did, but he's also not wrong what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It's like if you separate this thing he's saying from the yeah, definitely two wrong thing. Yeah. Then like, yeah. Just this is just a place you work. Be cool with the people you're working with. Like, can right. we just all be cool and maybe not be cool with Fraser because of what he said and did? I totally would not blame you for that. But like in general, she's a, really a jerk to everyone here in a way that's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's like, just can we just be cool? Like, you're still you still have to interact with me until you're not here anymore. Like, you don't have to plan your life around the station which is her thing is like uh, that's not mm-hmm. her long-term goal it doesn't mean you have to be a jerk to me sure mm-hmm. but if you're a jerk to fraser i get it because he has created a hostile work environment i uh put a really good tweet from two different episodes up. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. i don't know if you retweeted it on fraser podcast i hadn't yet but i will um, follow if you want to see more tgif arcade related tweets from me mm-hmm. uh follow me at diana reagan like d-i-a-n-a-r-a-y-g-u-n on twitter so that is where all of my thing i will talk way more about fraser on there and probably right. way more about video games but i'm going to try and be more public instead of like this weird mix of like my personal life and this i can be like all my friends don't want to hear about fraser all the time but let me tell you all my friends know me as the fraser person <laughs> and they send me like memes constantly mm-hmm. and anything they see about fraser it's like constantly gets sent to me which is great because then i get to share it with everyone else <laughs> right but um yes that is my life anyway <laughs> right but now, but before, you know, I was trying to rein it in. Because, like, <laughs> right. not everyone loves Fraser. I know. It's shocking. <laughs> it is uh, surprising. Uh-huh. But I, I was just like, nah, this has, I, I, I'm a popular internet celebrity now, and I need my own place. <laughs> here right. I am. Right. Placing it up mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So go follow me. Thanks. Um, okay. 
Uh, let's talk about the weird coffee scene at the end. Okay. I don't understand what's happening here. That's so. Okay. Do you remember? She asked Rizzo to go make coffee. Right. And like she implies that she spit in it or something. Right. I think the idea is at the end, Roz comes in and she's got two cups of coffee. And I they think keep one trading is, them. I think one is for Roz and one is for Julia. Mm-hmm. And Julia knows not to trust the one she got from Roz. So the thing is, Roz like is walking out of the room and then needs to make a phone call, I guess. Even though there was a phone in her booth. Mm-hmm. So she sets her cup down to do the call, and when she's turned away, Julia switches it, but then Julia gets distracted, so Roz realizes what's going on and switches it back, and so then it basically just- I could- they had the right coffees at the end, though. Yeah, but I think the point is, at the end, neither of them was sure. It's like, we could watch- Did she just dump them out on a computer? (laughs) Is there a trash there? I think there's a trash there. I'm pretty sure- You can just pour coffee in the trash! Yeah, okay- so that just right. So in the first episode of Battlestar Galactica, there's a part where Gaius, no oh. Ty, Colonel Ty, he's he's an alcoholic, and that's an important plot point, and decides in the first episode to, to like give it up, and he's like, I'm not drinking anymore, and he pours it into like oh yeah a wire waste basket. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like they're in space. It'll just... just float around. <laughs> like it's just holes in the side. They're just gonna pour out. Of- all over Maybe. your floor like that doesn't that, that works less than a, than like just a normal way like you it's probably not a great idea to just pour like booze directly into any waste bin next unless to your you're drinking out of it well i suppose definitely it, not a wire one yeah it's it's all it's all open i like mean i know that sounds like a fun college game but don't yeah. do it folks <laughs> yeah just hold it up and everyone stands in a circle and one person pours and everyone just tries to drink whatever Why? comes out the bottom alcohol is just like not even that fun like they're just like yeah, you know what would make alcohol more fun? But you throw ping pong in it. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand I've any of that. I never played a drinking game, so I don't understand. That it is either. not true. We played shots, chess. We did play shot glass chess once. Checkers once. That did happen. Yes. And yeah. I lost in so many ways. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I've never played beer pong. I've never played like a, when this happens. Is drink. beer pong also the same as like quarters? Is that the same thing? It's the same idea, I think. Okay, let's play quarters. I no. don't know how it works. No, we don't have to do it with beer. We just Look, do it with water. I only play one drinking game, and that is when I want to have another drink, I have one. All right. Fine, Grandpa. Like, like when you. When you want to have a drink, drink. And that's well, it. Like, drink the amount that you want. Anyways, and don't do forget to look behind things. <laughs> We're not even, we haven't even done any of the end stuff yet. I, we, I need to say it early in this one. So we can just be done? No. <laughs> All right. Speaking of drinks, drinks in this episode, there was a coffee with two creams and something else in it. Spit. Probably. Pee. We don't know. We just know it's two creams and something else. Moldy cheese. There was sherry, and then there was whatever's in the two glasses at the end, but we don't know. So coffee, I'd... probably coffee and creamer and creamer. Sure, there were no callers in this episode. Did you have a good word? Yeah, I did. Was it parvenu? It was parvenu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Noun: a person of obscure origin. I don't know what that means. 
who has gained wealth, influence, or celebrity. And then also Harridan. Now, a strict, bossy, or belligerent old woman, which like rude. Mm -hmm. But now you guys know a new word, a new insult, a new old-timey insult. (laughs) No one says Harridan except Mm -hmm. for maybe politicians Mm -hmm. in in the first part of the podcast that is for people on patreon mm-hmm. you, you look forward to that yeah at patreon.com slash arcade and go there support us for as little as a dollar and find out why what diana was just talking about i don't even remember what <laughs> i was talking about <laughs> me neither anyway let's rate the episode one yeah uh one herited <laughs> and i that's me i'm bossy and bossy about this episode bossy old lady so since one, we decided one is the lowest it can get. I'm gonna give it 1.2 Chris Marcels. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! That's so mean. No. I like blew up the audio. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, I'm sorry. This episode is trash. It is so bad. It's just so bad. bad. It's a bad and upsetting, yeah. and I don't like it. it uh, Honestly, the reason I'm saying a 1.2 and not a 1 is only because I still think Dr. Nora was more upsetting. Yes. But like... They're on the same. I would just... I'm In no way should my comment have anything to do with your rating. You gave it a 1. It's a 1. To me, it is slightly less upsetting than the Dr. Nora I definitely episode. like Merry Christmas more than this oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got problems with Merry Christmas. I got a lot I of I don't them. even like that episode. I would skip it. <laughs> right. This one, I, like, I legitimately wanted to be like, can we just not? Maybe we just don't? Anyways, yeah. Anyways, moving so on. Chris Marshall's rating's gonna come down a bit, because it's at 3.47 right now, which also, 3.47 isn't bad. No, it's not. It's not bad. I will say it might be partially because we, I don't count motor skills. The one where they learned to... Oh. Because he has a story by credit in motor skills, mm-hmm. but it isn't a written by. I would prefer to watch motor skills on Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There but was like more didn't... enjoyable aspects of that. Yeah. Not many, but... No, but like even... Okay. I'm just saying that's a low one, yes. but I don't count yes. it towards his score. Yes. Yeah. IMDb doesn't like this one either. This is a 7.3. Oh, yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah, because like 7.1, remember I said it's like the lowest ever, mm-hmm. and there's only like yeah. two of those. Well, I'm glad that IMDb agrees with us. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so then that brings us to the part of the episode called We're Listening, where we, just, we respond to messages you send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at FraserPod at gmail.com. We got one tweet from Sean Holland who said, uh, my dad forced me to watch Rockford Files reruns. It, it's about the most 70s show ever. Also, <laughs> the theme song will get stuck in your head. And now I would like to play the theme song for you to hear. I will cut this out. but For me? I'm playing it for you. Okay. Trust me. I know this song. It's just like this, right? There's no <laughs> like words. No, it's just this. Um, I know that song because my mom watched Rockford Files. Oh, okay. Because, okay, we didn't have cable when I lived in Texas. So, yeah, I watched that. I also got really into watching. I never really watched Rockford Files, but I knew, like, it was on. I think, like, that was on when I was, like, in college, but I kind of knew. Hawaii Five-0, though, was my mm-hmm. jam. That mm-hmm. was that was my jam. Mm-hmm. I do love how the theme goes from, like, weird, like, synthesizer thing <laughs> just to a harmonica playing the same so 
70 sounding. It's like, and it's funny because Hawaii Five O also very 70s. Yeah, but in a very different way. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because like Star Trek, when did that come out? In the 60s? That was 60s. So, yeah. but, but it's like also very 60s. Yeah. But it's a sci-fi show, mm -hmm. which is even better because it's a future time or uh -huh. something. But no. it's so 60s right. America. Well, okay. Side thing has nothing to do with this episode of Frasier, but with what you were just talking about. So a thing I find that interesting that I was just kind of recently learning about is that until Star Trek, by far the most common thing you saw on TV at that time was westerns mm -hmm. it was just constant westerns and that basically uh star trek was was basically supposed to be like wagon train in space what's wagon train a western about a wagon train going west so it was a western in space that's why it's the final frontier mm -hmm. they're talking about because like the frontier is usually talking about oh the, yeah 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 so basically it was like they were making it was just like making a western but it was in space it was bonanza on in the 70s or 60s i'm not sure i don't even know anything about bonanza i just thought it's a show <laughs> sure is okay and do you have anything else to say no i just thought that was a fun fact it is a fun fact i would like to introduce a new section of this podcast and, and it's called don't forget to look behind things <laughs> um and it's a list of things that you should look behind because okay. you never know what might be behind them okay. like the couch uh -huh. or a chair mm -hmm. or the dresser mm -hmm. or your computer monitor mm -hmm. um or your sock uh-huh that's four today's more let's four more four more not in this room a, a cloud <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one a a, a train car mm -hmm. uh a, a volleyball net mm -hmm. two more a walrus mm -hmm. uh the zoo <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, you should always remember to look behind the, all those things. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. You'll probably find something cool. <laughs> probably. All right. Did you have anything else? Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with... please don't sue us. Oh, yeah. People are going to sue us for saying a phrase. No. With that, this has begrudgingly been episode <laughs> 1012, The Harassed. This is TJ Brigade, wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night!